Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, Rush Nation, we are back. We have taken back control of Five Yard Rush. It's me, Stocks. He's Murph. You know who we are by now. Murph, man, how you doing, brother? All good, man. All good. It's been a long day. Um, it's good to be in my own house. I wish I was in the studio with you, but uh yeah it's uh uh with new job there's just been some things going on with uh getting deals off the ground and you know me always grinding well you've got to hustle you have got to hustle tell me about it i live the life of hustling and uh yeah me you the podcast it's it's all going on it's all going down and uh talking of hustling some breaking news the broncos have just traded manny sanders to the 49ers yeah uh it looks like it's going to be uh, Emmanuel Sanders in a fifth round pick for a third and a fourth round pick, which, you know, getting his cap off the books is is not a bad idea for a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, breaking news, the Broncos aren't going to make the playoffs. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, this, this takes me to a point. So we got tagged into a thread um, from Stuart, from Stuart Love. Um, and this thread's been going on and, Loads of people responding about, oh, the Patriots, you shouldn't hate them. You should just learn to appreciate them and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then someone mentioned the Dolphins. And this thread just got really like bogged down with like loads of people just replying loads of things. So I wrote a reply 
basically saying <laughs> someone was saying like, oh, the, the 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 dolphins are just basically like the dolphins are going to get the first pick, tanking post, something like that. And I basically replied said, I don't know what you're on about. The the dolphins are playing the biggest game of possum with the entire of the NFL. They're going to win 13 straight and keep the Lombardi in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone thought I was uh, survivably crazy. Like, surely by now you should know we've got a sense of humor. <laughs> well, People were telling me to go and see doctors. People were telling me we were on meth. I was like, this is a bit extreme. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes when we write things like that, it's in jest. It's in the spirit of humor uh, and banter, and just having a, a bit of a bit of fun. So. No need to start talking about GPs and <laughs> meth. It just went dark. I was like, okay. And then someone decided to join the thread and have a, a dig at the the Patriots, saying like, oh, the Tuck Rule and um, you know Deflate Gate. You know, at least all the Steelers Super Bowls have been won cleanly with honor. Dot dot dot. And then I write dot dot dot. Except for the thirty-seven years of cheating where uh, your team doctor was plowing players with. Uh, prescription medications and steroids <laughs> from 1970 to 2007. Yeah, steroid game. So <laughs> I said, and I, re- I finished it with um, maybe you should put down the uh, the stones in your glass house. Whoa, my throwing shade at people. Yeah, I, I, love just, it. I just, I don't like the fact. Listen, I'm not condoning cheating. I'm not saying cheating is good. I'm telling you now, every team in the NFL has cheated. Every team. It's, None of this whole higher than almighty. Every team in the NFL has cheated. So, it's, the same as, it's the same as cycling, man. Look at when Lance Armstrong was cheating. They didn't win by days on the Tour de France. Everyone else was cheating, just not quite as successfully as Lance Armstrong. That's that's how it is, you know. I mean, that's a dark example. <laughs> I mean, after all, they deliberately cheated because everyone else was cheating. Whereas I think the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots have ever done anything as bad as you know, drugging people or things no, I, like I, that. I, I, I mean, well, you, know, you just, don't know. Maybe they well, they might. You don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, drug people don't know. in the field, not to make them better. But my point was that no, we're not crazy. We don't need to see doctors. It was just a bit of fun. So, <laughs> well, you speak for yourself. So I am crazy and do need to see a doctor. But that is for a day when I have some time to be able to go and do it. And uh, no, don't worry, Rush Nation. I don't really need to go and see a doctor, but apart from possibly prescribing me some holiday, that would be nice. But the doctors don't just hand that sort of stuff out. Yeah, definitely. Well, believe it or not, uh, when we get to this time next week, mate, we'll be halfway through the fantasy season. Well, no, no, that's the, the, the fantasy football season, but we don't stop. So there's no halfway point. No, no, no but I'm just saying halfway through the fantasy football season, so... Yeah, I need, to, get... I need to get my uh, I need to get my proverbial behind in gear and make some trades because in a couple of places I am floundering. Yeah, mate, I'm coming for you in the red zone. No, league. don't be so silly. I am only two games behind you, and I inherited a team that was full of zombies and corpses. Listen, there's no questioning your credentials, but on paper, my team is it's, it's different conference. It's... Well, you... we're two games back. Yeah, that's fine. And all I'm going to do is get to the playoffs. The playoffs is a different game. I've got the better team, and I'm going to win it. So, I, I hope so. You know, but if I, I win it, I might have to retire from fantasy football because well, it will never fine. be. You, you can you can do that if you do win it. You should retire, and fantasy football should be binned because it would be an absolute <laughs> farce. 
Uh, no one cares about a fantasy team, right? Uh, no, they don't. But they should because it's going to be quite an interesting. Anyway, running, running. What am I talking about? Rush Nation, head over to the website, fiveyardrush.co.uk. Check out the articles. We're dropping one every single day. They're absolute fire. And I'm even going to shout out my boy Murph, who wrote an absolute banger for the touchdown. He went to the games, uh, the games. He went to the Bucks game in the press box, went to training just before it with the Bucks. So, and he wrote a massive long form on it, and it is a pretty good read if you ask me. So head over to the touchdown.co.uk, Murph. Yeah, the touchdown.co.uk. Thanks, mate. It's a, a real labour of love. It took a few days to to get that one done, but um, it's been positively received, which is which is nice because it's obviously about the team I care about and about the the families I care about, and uh, it was nice to get more positive feedback. In fact, I don't think anyone gave me any really negative feedback so far. So that's quite a nice feeling. So, um, and I actually sent it to a couple of writers who I, I really respect and they, uh, they came back and said it was a, a really well thought out and communicated piece. So, uh, you know, I think I, I'm quite happy with that. So fingers crossed you do give it a read. It, it's good just for a fan base perspective to understand what's going on with the Buccaneers. And, and I implore anybody who's just a fan of the NFL to write fan pieces like that or find fan pieces like that and share them. I, I love to read them. So if you write or you show, see a really good fan piece, send it our way on Twitter at 5 Russia. Love to read it, critique it, uh, offer thoughts, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, Murph, I went quiet there because I just want to point out that if you don't hear from me in the next 25 seconds, it's because my building has collapsed because I'm sat in the office and my whole flat is shaking so is it no. is it is it an earthquake well, it, it it could well be i mean i'm not massively worried because we don't live on a fault line or anything but yeah my flat is shaking like i'm sat on a washing machine but the light fitting is moving and it's a little disconcerting so rush nation if this is the last time you hear from me it's been a pleasure um yeah let's move well, on let's carry on well, as if it's not what a way to go that would be <laughs> Yeah, it would be a big part as well. Five floors up, blimey. Right, what's been going on, Murph? The news. The Patriots have traded, well, they've traded four, sorry, Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons, and they've got it in exchange for a second-round draft pick. I mean, that, that's a price. Um, I mean, so Zach Moore wrote an, uh, a really good article yesterday, um, or maybe it was Sunday, um, with regards to the Falcons, um, just looking at their cap situation. So... The top 22 paid players on their 2020 uh, cap line take up 99% of their cap. Um, so not only are they one and sticks and really struggling and they're probably going to fire the head coach, um, but they're actually in, they're not in a rebuild mood because they haven't got any cap to rebuild. So they need to start getting rid of some players. And we'll talk about another player who's on the list that could... Uh, well, I can mention it now. Um it's looking very likely like uh, Vic Beasley's probably going to leave the team. He, he's been made available for trade. Uh, the linebacker makes uh, 12.8 million. Uh, he's in the final year of his deal and he's had just one and a half sacks and 14 tackles and didn't play against the Rams. So it looks like they're looking to just get some of these high salaries off to try and salvage something for next season because this season is done. But have a thought for Mohamed Sanu. He went to bed one and six. He's woken up seven and oh. Well, that's how you do it. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> like, what a dream. You must sit there thinking like, oh, I'm 7-0. and oh. it, It's like literally having the worst fantasy season of all time. And then the commissioner's gone in and changed the scoring settings. <laughs> and it's benefited you. 
Yeah. Do you know what the best thing is about that though for him? It's not like he's turned up to the six and oh forty nine as like Manny Sanders has. He's gone to the seven and oh New England Patriots. So there's a good chance he manages to get to the dance and, and has a go at a ring. So Absolutely. Uh, you know, of the two moves I would say that Mohammed Sanu's trade value is ever so slightly trended up. Um I don't think he's like all of a sudden a, a huge must grab. He he he's now solidified a wide receiver three spot for me. Whereas Emmanuel Sanders is a trade down for me. Um, I think he now moves into that wide receiver three. Maybe even he's on a level par with Mohamed Sanu, um, which, you know, because let's face it, uh, San Francisco is not a, not a happy hunting ground for wide receivers uh, for fantasy football. I can't think of a relevant one over the last few years. I know he's been George Kittle, but he's not a wide receiver. Uh, maybe someone can at us and let us know the last time there was a top 12 a fantasy wide receiver that played for the 49ers. And I'll try and work it out as we're going through. Okay, dokie. Daniel Jones has had three fumbles and an interception against the Cardinals on Sunday. Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me, but he's been pretty poor recently. But the Giants coach, Pat Shermer, has got no plans to go away from the rookie as the New York starter. Do you think maybe we see Eli again, or, or were they fully committed to Daniel Jones here, Murph? No, I, th- I think they're committed to Jones. Once you've made that move, I think that's it. I don't think they're going to have Eli... Uh, go out there and end his career with a losing record because he's currently at 500 for his career. So I think there's a conscious uh, thought of that maybe within the organisation. I think, don't get me wrong, if if there's an injury, I think that that that's possible. But no, I think uh, I, th- I think this is. I think you're not going to see Eli play for the 49. I don't think you're going to see Eli play another game in the NFL barring an injury or some garbage time farewell parade game or something like that they might do for him because they do weird things in New York so they do um, weird things in New York talking of New York let's stay there and and mention Sam Darnold sat down on the bench during last night's Patriots game uh, had an iPad in his hand and there's a sound bite came out of him about how he mentions he's seeing ghosts out there I'm not sure that's the greatest thing you want your new franchise quarterback to be saying I have a slight problem with this in the sense of that soundbite was approved by the league um and i think you've got to be very careful about the kind of media that you're going to allow out um i, I get it it's very funny this enough i've made some jokes about it today it is a funny soundbite but in all fairness the integrity of the league is what is what is important and i'm sure there have been quarterbacks that have said far worse things on the bench that have been muted as a result so I think if you're going to make this sense of muting. Oh, get out of here, man. What? News, Murph. Matt oh, no, what's... says Kerryon Johnson has had a knee procedure today. He's going on the IR with hopes of returning. With hopes of returning? Mm-hmm. It's week seven. He's out for eight weeks. So he goes, well, it's week eight. So he's going to be what, back for the fantasy football playoff final. Yep. So season done, basically. Oh, fantasy so... football season done. God damn it. Well, see you, carry on. Mm-hmm. He, he really is a wayward son now. He is a wayward son. He's Turn going off. straight onto waivers, I think. Um, <laughs> going back to Sam Arnold, Le'Veon Bell actually took to Twitter to have some comments on this, and he said, the NFL screwed Sammy over. There's not one player in the NFL who's cool with having every single convo, sideline convo, broadcasted to millions. There's a reason we've never heard other QBs frustrated on the sideline like that before. 
that's crazy what the NFL did. Sammy the <laughs> NFL did Sammy crazy dirty as hell. Um, and then apparently there's a thread where uh, Manish Mehta, who's a journalist, was saying how uh, there are film- people at NFL Films who are not happy that this was actually put out. So, yeah, I think that's going to cause some anguish. But it was, I mean, it was somewhat funny to say that he's been uh, chasing ghosts. But uh, yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't an easy night for poor Sam, let's put it that way. Moving on, the Oakland no. Raiders have traded their first-round cornerback. They've traded Gary and Conley to the Houston Texans in exchange for a 2023rd-round pick. The Texans were in serious need of of a cornerback, and they've got it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting move. I don't uh, don't think it's a bad move. I think they overpaid. He was a player that wasn't really doing much. He was definitely not a first-round caliber player. Um, so to see him be moved for a third-round pick is probably more his value. Um, it feels a, a temporary hold. I don't think that's a player that's going to necessarily make um, make waves quite as much as uh, you would expect, but he'll fill a hole at least. Oh, I've just realised that the Red Zone League isn't fab and it's waiver priority. <laughs> oh, oh no. Just, what a terrible night for my team. Uh, this oh. is, you now have a chance to come and get me. That's Shots fired. Uh, right, that's it. You, uh, I'm, I'm making some moves tonight. Uh, you might as well. Oh, I'm open for trade. You just give me a call. Well, I've tried. And anyway, Kyle Allen's going to go for five in a row. The Panthers head coach, Ron Rivera, has said the second-year QB will start against the Niners this weekend as Cam Newton continues his rehab for his foot sprain. Why, why, why would you go back to Cam if he's not 100%? Now, 100% Cam... It's not the cam you want to be playing. And Carl Allen is playing well. I don't think there is such thing as 100% cam anymore. I've, uh, I've said this before. I think you keep Carl Allen in the job. I think that is who you uh, should remain and, and play. I think that's it now. Um, don't 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 go back. Like if Cam does make a miraculous recovery, but I you know I'd consider sitting him for the year because what are you what are you losing uh, with Carl Allen? He's He's not going to lose you a lot of games. He's definitely, we were having this debate, me and Nat, on the podcast on Thursday. Um, and he made the point that he's not going to necessarily win you lots of offensive shootout games, which you might require for the playoffs. But I think he wins you enough games to at least get you to the playoffs. If, if that's what their ambition is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the way Carl Allen's been playing. So I think it'd be hard, it'd be a hard move on him as well to just strip him of the job because Cam's back regardless of fitness. So, yeah, but you could probably say the same of uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who's definitely going to lose his job in week 10. Yeah, but then you think Drew Brees coming back, he's going to be fit and healthy, so you know who he is, whereas there's no guarantee that Cam backs, is back as Cam, is there? So, Well, no, I think that's always going to be the question, isn't it? Yeah. Matt Nagy, on the need to run the football, has said, and I quote, I'm not an idiot, so congratulations, Nagy. That's, well... But is he not an idiot? Because he clearly doesn't know how to run the football. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. I'm... <laughs> run the damn ball. <laughs> just, just, just run the ball. It's, yep. it's, it's not that hard. <laughs> You've got you traded up to get a running back. <laughs> you traded one off the roster. Just, just run the ball. Yeah. Um, good old Matt Nagy. He's always good for a good soundbite. I think he's under severe uh, pressure if they miss the playoffs, and I think. If they miss the playoffs, Mitch Trubisky could be the one that 
could be let go at some point. Yeah, yeah. Talking of let go, the Eagles have released veteran cornerback Orlando Skandrick per NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Skandrick, who is 32, re-signed with the team in September after being cut just a month prior. Somebody coming back into the fold, the Cleveland Browns have announced Kareem Hunt has been cleared to rejoin team practice. He's still serving an eight-game suspension and will turn in week 10. And then Patrick Peterson, all-pro cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals, preparing to make his 2019 debut after his suspension. The general manager there, Steve Kimes, has been asked if the cornerback might be traded, and his answer was a resounding no. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that resounding no, I think could uh, could change. I think it yeah, it could be change. a resounding yes, pretty swiftly. Yeah, definitely. So if the right offer thing, comes in. Yeah, uh, the right offer is going to come in because cornerbacks are needy around the league, and and they're in a rebuild mode, really. So snap it up, yeah. snap it up, Arizona. Last week, we put out a really good injury article, you know, just people to look out for and and if they were going to play or what we thought were going to happen with them. There's a lot of injuries this week, so we're going to do it again, Murph. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You you caught caught me off guard. Yeah, that's all right. You're the injury man. You did such a good job of running through the names and injuries last week. You might as well go for it again. Okay. Well, let, let me run. Let me run through the injuries then. So uh, Pat Mahomes, as we know, is going to be out this week. He's probably not going to make it back till week 11 with his right patella dislocation. Drew Brees, we think is doubtful. I I just don't see why Drew Brees would be risked when it's the bye next week. So I'd fire up with Teddy Bridgewaters. Uh, Cam Newton, still is suffering from that. But there's Frankie's definitely out this week. Matt Ryan is questionable. I've heard more recently that he is doubtful with that high right ankle sprain. So Matt Sharp should come in. And they, again, are another team that are on by next week. So, again, I don't see why, especially when you're 1-6, and six, why you'd risk it. Two quarterbacks that do look likely to go this week are Baker Mayfield with a hip injury and Mason Rudolph with a concussion. Mason Rudolph came out today and said he's actually sort of uh, ready to go. Um, Alvin Kamara looks doubtful this week with a high right ankle sprain. And a left M- MCL sprain. James Connor is probably is probable this week with his quad injury. It looks like he's probably going to get a go. David Johnson is looking more and more doubtful this week. Keep an eye on it. But I mean, he was listed as active on Sunday, so don't even take that as a given. With his left ankle injury, we've just mentioned Kerryon Johnson. <laughs> Got him down here is doubtful, but as we've just heard recently, he's actually out and will be out till uh, if it's week eight, he won't be eligible to return till week sixteen. So. Uh, that'll be pretty much the end of his season unless the Lions can extend. Um, I think if the Lions are out of playoff contention by then, I think they just sit him because I don't think you run the risk for a week 16, week 17 game. So, um, Rex Burkhead, doubtful um, to play this week again. He's just someone who's always injured, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he he is. seems to do an injury report every week and it's like, oh, Rex Burkhead. So there's a guy in my office, so Kyle uh, from the US is over. And uh, he, I said to him, he said, you should get Mark Walton because he just wanted an extra back who's just going to play just to cover his bye weeks. Um, and I said, yeah, you should, you should fire up Mark Walton and he'll probably you know, just do you a job because uh, I didn't know how long uh, Carry On was going to be out at this stage. So he just wanted cover for about six, seven weeks. And he's like, oh, but I don't know who to drop. Um, and he's looking at like, Adrian Peterson and then... Um, and he was looking at someone else. I was like, just drop Rex Buckhead. And he was like, what? And I was like, mate, he's injured. He's going to be injured for like another few weeks. And then he'll come back. He'll play like 10 minutes. He'll get injured again. 
just drop Rex Burkhead. He might have one good week between now and the end of the season, but just cut him. You'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, work work fantasy football advice. Um, Malcolm Brown is questionable. I don't think it's really relevant. He's not going to get that much work behind uh, Terrell Henderson and Todd Gurley anyway. Uh, Jalen Samuels is definitely out this week. He had that uh, arthrocyte arthroscopic surgery so probably not going to be likely to be back till week 10 I think Chris Thompson another player is always injured some form of toe injury he's doubtful again this week and Ito Smith is definitely out with a concussion uh Devontae Adams is going to be questionable this week it's that it's that turf toe that toe injury so it's uh really unlikely now when I wrote this Adam Thielen was doubtful but they're saying there might be a chance he plays Thursday night football with a right hamstring sprain so leave him out for now, but just keep an eye on that. Um, That's a real, real ball ache for British fantasy football players because if he's game time and you don't yeah. want to stay up and you leave him in and he gets you a donut, that's going to kill you. So the way I would work this for that reason is if you haven't heard by the time you go to bed that he is going to, uh, that he's going to play, then um, I would just... I just leave them out. It's Thursday. It's too early to be taking donuts. Uh, unless you're absolutely desperate, there are better options for you just to pick up and play. Um, Sammy Watkins is going to be doubtful this week. I don't think he goes with a hamstring uh, sprain, which isn't surprised. It's it's Sammy Watkins. Uh, AJ Green, as we mentioned, is definitely out this week. He's on a bye. Uh, early still comeback is week 10. He could be on a different team by then. Who actually knows? Uh, Sterling Shepard is questionable with this concussion. Uh, I'd like to see him come back this week. I think uh, it'd be good to see the Giants actually come back with some players. Um, Deshaun Jackson, doubtful again this week with the scoring injuries he's had for the last few weeks. Still don't think he goes. Uh, Tyrell Williams with foot injuries, questionable again. I'm not so sure he goes. Josh Gordon, left knee injury. He's also questionable. I think the move today tells you that it's more than questionable. I yep. think it's not likely that Josh Gordon's probably going to play that much. Um, so I would. Uh, I, th- I think uh, for me, Josh Gordon is cuttable. Um, or at the very least, he's like the last option. Like you should be thinking about batting him at some point for a good handcuff at some point um, because he's just not doing it. Uh, Marcus Brown is on bye this week. Uh, he should be back for week nine. Will Fuller looks like he's going to be out multiple weeks with that hamstring sprain. Christian Kirk looks like he might go this week for a change, a right high ankle sprain, which would be good because that. Arizona offense has sort of stalled in the last couple of weeks. Debo Samuel is questionable. Um, again, they've just brought in Emmanuel Sanders, so I don't think they're that bothered. Uh, Jared Cook is looking doubtful, so uh, we've got a way for wire cover for that. Delaney Walker, questionable. Chris Herndon's questionable. Jeff Swain uh, is questionable with concussion, and so is Vernon Davis, who is always uh, another one of those great Washington players that's just always injured <laughs> and always got a concussion. Yeah, Washington tight ends appear to be injury prone. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely crazy. So I, I couldn't even tell you who the current uh, tight end is in Washington. Not that it matters because when you got rain like monsoon rains like they had, uh, and Keenum's throwing for like ninety-one yards, <laughs> I don't think it matters all that much. That's not a that's not a slight at, at uh, Keenum. You know, it's tough conditions. But Bill Callahan is a coach that isn't that interested in throwing the football anyway. So. Absolutely. Right, Murph, it's Tuesday. It's time for the waiver wire. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So I'll take uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He's 22.4% owned. Uh, good week last week against the Bears. 
Um, but no, I think that most people kind of expected 23, 28, 281 with two touchdowns and seven yards rushing. Uh, he's moved to five and zero as a starter. Um, he's playing really, really well right now. Um, he's just a quarterback who's not going to lose you weeks. Um, he might not be like a high end um, sort of tight end or quarterback even, but he is a player who, you know, he's completing passes um, at a rate of sixty seven point six percent in his last three games against some reasonable defenses, and he's uh, seven touchdowns to just one interception. Um, but the real matchup this week is he's against the Cardinals, who, although they sacked Danny Jones eight times, uh, they're still not a good defense. You know, coming into uh, week seven, they were giving up the most points to quarterbacks with uh, 25.2 uh, fantasy points per game through weeks one to six. So um, I don't think Breeze is going to play. So I think, you know, Teddy's one final week um, out of him. So if you just need a one-week streamer, Teddy Bridgewater, I would expect, is, is a good, safe bet to not lose you a week. He might not win you a week on his own, but he shouldn't lose you the week, which I think is all you want out of a streaming option. Absolutely. So my quarterback probably won't lose you the week either. His former Dolphin, Marcus Mariota, 2.0. It's Ryan Tannehill. He's only 1.9% owned. In week seven, he went 23 for 29, 312 yards two touchdowns, one interception, and gained you a massive seven yards rushing. Listen, Tannehill finally won the job in Tennessee after Mariota was benched. And then he showed why this Sunday he's, he's not a world beater, let's be honest. But in fact, if Kirk Cousins is free in your league, he's only owned in less than 38% of leagues. But obviously, Murph and I like to go below the 30% threshold. So if Cousins is there, grab him. But then if Tannehill is there after that, I think you could go, you could do worse. And they're playing the Bucks, Murph. So the Bucks are the worst team in the NFL against defending the pass. They've given up 305 yards a game in the air. And on top of this, they've given up a quarterback one performance in four of the six games. The thing to, map, to note on this is the Bucks' defense literally stops trains running through them. Not players, but trains. If you wanted to drive a truck or a train through that Buccaneers defense, you're not going to. They're going to stop you. That's the end of the line. So Dion Lewis, Derek Henry, they're not going to do the work this year. Ryan Tannehill is. And if he gets you 300 yards, he's a really decent streaming option. Yeah. Um, I think Tannehill is, again, yeah, just against this this, de- this you know defense. Uh, I think that Tannehill at home is, is a safe option. Again, he's not going to win you a week. But I think he'll he'll do okay. Um, and I think at the moment there were too many riskier plays on the waiver wire. But like I, like you said, there's there's better options out there. So go on then, running back. Where are you going? Uh, well, I'm going to take Chase Evans. So Chase Evans, uh, uh, a day on Sunday, 27 carries, 126 yards, three touchdowns. All of those touchdowns were over 20 yards, um, which is quite incredible, really, when you think about it. Uh, and he also had two receptions for 24 yards. So uh, David Johnson came in and he ran the first play for two yards and then they decided they looked at the weather and decided they just weren't going to play him anymore. Um, I just think that's such a bizarre thing. And they only had two active running backs. So you, when you see that and you see they've only got two running backs, you would assume that the lead back is fit. So the fact he wasn't, it's just... I, 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 someone is going to have to explain to me why that was the tactic. Um, so Edmonds, I mean, maybe it was just a surprise... <laughs> <laughs> surprised the Giants and it, it worked right so you know maybe you shouldn't criticize them but uh, Edmonds had more yards uh, rushing than Kyler Murray had passing the football 
<laughs> well, which is crazy. So um, I don't think, as we said, Johnson's going to probably go this week. Um, but even if he does, he's the premier handcuff on the waiver eye really right now. So he's a guy that you want to be investing in and uh, and having. So uh, yeah, get yourself some uh, some Chase Edmonds love right now. Absolutely. I'm going for Ty Johnson. We've just mentioned that Kerryon Johnson, his teammate, is going on to IR. And at 1.3% owned, Ty Johnson could be the biggest pickup of the week. In week seven, after Johnson, Kerryon, that is, went down. He had 10 carries for 29 yards, four receptions for 28 yards, but was thrust into the game after Kerryon's injury. It's still too early to tell. And with there being, I just... I'm not sure. Coming out of college, he wasn't slated as the most powerful runner. He's got good interpretation and patience, but he's not quite as explosive as Carrion. So how he goes, I don't know. But considering Carrion is now on the IR, it's just a matter of do they bring someone else in now? Like, do they get CJ Anderson back? I'm not sure. But they're home to the Giants. So. I think they'll definitely get somebody. And, oh, that's another thing on the... Um on Arizona is uh, another tell that, that David Johnson isn't quite fit is they were working out JJ and Spencer Ware yesterday. So um, it's another tell to tell you that maybe not all is as seems. And I definitely think they signed another running back and probably they'll get LeGarrette Blount back if he's not retired. Uh, he's Matt Patricia's mate. So wouldn't, wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I just, I'm I'm a bit different to you. I'm a big fan of him, actually. So he's someone I've been stashing in dynasty leagues for a while. Um, he's just been sitting on the taxi squad. So, um, I mean, I think he's firing him up. He, I, my issue with Kerryon Johnson was was never his talent. It was always his health, especially after last season. So I thought if you stash Ty Johnson somewhere, uh, it might work. And unfortunately, it has. Um, it's never one you really want because of injury, but. Uh, I think Ty Johnson is going to have himself some good weeks. And you look at the numbers, like 10 carries, 29 yards, doesn't look impressive, but the game script was massively against them on Sunday. And I think the Lions are a better team than, I think they're above average. I don't think they're like amazing, but I don't think they're awful. So I think they're going to have a lot of games where they will run the football. And I think you'll see Ty Johnson be a premier back. I think he's probably slated to be a low-end RB2 for the rest of the year. Wide receiver, Murph. I like this one. Yeah, I've got for Kenny Stills. Um, so Kenny Stills is back off injury. Um, he's been sort of fantasy relevant throughout the season. He went four receptions for 105 yards on Sunday. Uh, Will Fuller is out um, for a couple of weeks. And so, you know, it looks like it's time for Kenny Stills. Um, Hopkins is going to continue to draw double coverage. And Kuti, you know, despite the touchdown, he isn't really getting the volume to succeed. But Stills has already sort of established that rapport with Deshaun Watson and he looks like a, a low-end wide receiver too moving forward for the next few weeks until Fuller comes back and muddles it all back up again. So um, it's the Raiders next. The Raiders gave up uh, <laughs> they gave up six, uh, six or oh, five touchdowns to the Packers and they've given up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers so far this season. So um, five TDs to five different receivers they gave up on Sunday, which is just absolutely nuts. So it's a perfect matchup for Stills to exploit. And if you're in desperate need of a wide receiver, he's your, your number one this week by a country mile. Very much so. So my guy is Alex Erickson. He's 0.3% owned. That's because nobody has heard of him. In week seven, he had eight receptions for 137 yards and two carries for minus two yards. 
I haven't seen his individual carries, but I'm guessing one of them was for quite a bad loss. Uh, no, they were they were two just minor losses. I think it was a naught and a minus two. Um, yes. You got to remember that they don't run the football. <laughs> oh no, damn straight they don't. And in week seven, they managed only 33 rushing yards. This has now taken their rushing total for the season to through seven games to 372 yards. That's just an average of 553.1 yards a game. However, the Bengals' opponents so far have managed to run for 1,323 yards against them this season. The Bengals are terrible on offense, terrible on defense, and will be picking in the top five of the 2020 draft. And I think there's a good chance they're picking number one overall. I just, everybody's saying the, the Finns and the Redskins are tanked for tour, but they're going to be picking... The Bengals are horrendous. However... The one thing they do manage to do is sling the rock, and they are slinging it a lot. Ericsson's playing out the slot. He's the main beneficiary of the ball slinging at the moment. He got 14 targets on Sunday. Tyler Boyd is commanding double coverage with AJ Green, sorry, out. And Auden Tate, whilst incredible, is taking the top off the defence. He's not going to get the same volume as the Ericsson, the slot guy. So he's going to be the first or second read for our boy Andy Dalton. And the rat, and they got the Rams next. So Ericsson could easily send te- see ten targets in London on Sunday because they are going to be down against the Rams and down in a big way. I just think I think you could go a lot worse than Ericsson, a slot receiver. They tend to do well in fantasy, and if the Bengals are down, which they should be, then Ericsson is your boy. Yeah, I think it's. By the way, I just looked up his rushes. Who, yeah, he did have a nine-yard rush and a eleven-yard loss. So uh, you're right there. Um, Ericsson is just one of those guys. He's just going to get a job done. Um, it's a you know, it's a one-week plug-and-play. Plus the Rams aren't aren't ace. Um, you put Tyler Boyd on. Um, Tyler Boyd's going to be up against uh, Jalen Ramsey, so that's going to be tough. And then, you know, Auden Tate. <laughs> Understatement of the century, though. I've just glazed over that one. <laughs> well, you know, there's no point hammering it, right? <laughs> you, you, there's a podcast coming Thursday that will talk all about that. So I will, uh, I'll leave it till then. Um, Auden Tate, I think, is incredible. I'm really impressed with Auden Tate. I think he's, he, his catch radius is ridiculous, by the way. I've just never seen someone make so many contested catches. Like, he just grabs everything. He's like a gannet. It's amazing. So... <laughs> Um, I think Auden Tate is awesome, but I just don't think he's going to get the volume that Andrew Erickson's, uh, Alex Erickson is going to get. So uh, fire up your Erickson mobile phones because he's going to get some signals. Oh, no. <laughs> did you just come up with that? Yeah, I did on the spot. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not good. Rush Nation, let Murph know just how bad that was because good Lord. Listen, most of Rush Nation won't even know that uh, Ericsson was a brand of mobile telephone. So uh, that's what it was. It's a Swedish brand of telephone that was around when the Nokia 3210 was a thing. They don't know um, what Nokia is or a 3210. Oh, Google it. <laughs> oh, no, it was all about the 82, man. If you had an 8210, that's where it was at. That was a bit posh for me. I had, <laughs> the, one with, I had the one with the face covers. Do you remember them? What, the interchangeable ones? Yeah. Yeah. You could do that on the 82 as well. It was tiny. Nice. Look at that for our retro mobile phone chat. This is when mobiles were like first new out and everything. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay as you go on BT Cellnet. Yeah. Bring back the Motorola Razor. Do you remember one-to-one? 
the network before it became O2. I do sort of had a red and blue logo, right? That is blue, and they sponsored. Uh, they sponsored uh, Everton Football Club, I think. <laughs> there you go. More retro 90s chat. Come join us on our 90s podcast next week because the 90s was awesome. Uh, actually, sidebar, I was speaking to somebody... <laughs> the, I speak- well, this, is a, this is a sidebar. Sorry Matt, for interrupting you. It's taken 23 minutes of retro talk for you to sidebar into something else. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to somebody at work and I was talking about Jerry Maguire, the film. And uh, the the guy next to me, who's quite new, uh, actually turned around and said, uh, he said, oh, what year would that come out? I said, 1996. He went, oh, I wasn't born then. No, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so you don't, you weren't born for like year 96, the, the greatest summer. He's like, no. I was like, oh. <laughs> I quickly picked up my laptop and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and we are done. <laughs> and we're done. I'm going to move on to tight ends because uh, nothing is more cheery than talking about tight ends, he says, with absolutely no emotion in his mouth. Um, Josh Hill, he's 0.2% owned. He had three receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. To Josh Hill, he came in for the injury to Jared Cook. Uh, He caught a touchdown, which is what you'd expect. Um, uh, Cook's recovering from an ankle injury. I don't think he's going to go this week. And the Saints are playing the Cardinals, who are pretty awful against tight ends i think we've said this a few times basically if you notice my streaming pattern it's to try and find anybody that's playing the <laughs> Cardinals. Uh, they're giving up 24.1 fantasy points per game to tight ends which is terrible um it makes them the worst defense in the nfl against tight ends and they're averaging a touchdown per game uh conceding them to tight ends so uh at the end of the day josh hill is the guy you should pick up uh it's a one-week pickup because they're on buy and jared cook will be back so uh, fire him up for a week, get through your buys, and uh, he should score you about 30, 40 yards of the touchdowns, 9, 10 points, hopefully, and you take that one and, and you move on. Of course, if you've been following us since the beginning of the season, you have owned uh, Darren Waller since week one, and you don't need him. So I don't even know why we're bothering to talk about tight ends because we told you to pick up Darren Waller and he's the tight end two in fantasy football. Enough said. My tight end, I might as well say him because he's here. It's Irv Smith Jr., Minnesota Vikings. Only 0.9% owned. In week seven, he had five receptions for 60 yards. Now listen to this, Rush Nation. Kirk Cousins over his past three games is 68 of 90, which is a pass completion percentage of 75.6. 976 yards, 10 touchdowns, and a solitary interception. He's the only quarterback in NFL history with three straight games of 300 passing yards and a quarterback rating of 130 or better. All of a sudden, Minnesota Minnesota have finally discovered how to throw the football. And Smith is becoming the number one tight end in Minnesota. He's looking better and better with every game. And whilst Kyle Rudolph got the touchdown and it wasn't Smith, Smith ended up getting significant work and looking to be the more effective tight end. His snap count's rising, season high of 55%. So with Kirk Cousins sorry, throwing the ball more, Irv Jr. becoming the number one tight end in Minnesota, grab him and play him because they're playing the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, like Murph yeah. said, we told you to pick up Darren Waller. If you didn't, why not? Yeah, then you're in this, you're in this sort of wasteland. Yeah, and you deserve to be there. So I have no sympathy for any of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. 
What's happening uh, right now? I don't know. I don't know. I just, it just Tyrone's just so. Uh, yeah, kickers don't matter, but we've suggested one for you. Who is it, Murph? I got me Jason Myers. He's nine point two percent owned. Uh, he made four or five kicks. He missed one over fifty. Um, ten fantasy points. He's yeah. He's just solid. He's just uh, he's a seven to ten point a week guy. Um, he you know he did miss one from over fifty, but uh, you know he'll do well to deliver you um, ten points again this week because he's kicking in a dome in Atlanta, who are pretty terrible. I can see the the. I can see a few touchdowns going in, so some extra points, and then I can see him getting uh, one or two field goals. The way I look at it is if he can get you two 30-yard field goals, that's six points. Three or four touchdowns, nine, ten points. Uh, total, that's that's kind of what you're going for. So, um, yeah. Excellent. I think, go on, though. No, I was just saying, I think Jason Myers, is, it's a bit of a wasteland for kickers out there. There's quite a few out there that a lot of people would have dropped uh, Matt Gay or... Joey Sly and their players that you could probably target. Um, but if you just need a safe kicker, that's what you need. Yeah, talking of players to target, I'll do a DST. Go and grab the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are above the threshold of 30%, but it's only a squeak above at 31.9% owned. If they're there, pick them up. But if not, Murph and I had a bit of a DST debate. I said Lions, he said Colts. Murph wrote the article this week, and he stuck the Colts in. They're only 15.9% owned and they take on my beloved Denver Broncos. They've got a reasonably safe floor. They've only had two weeks so far with under four points this season. So, then I just, yeah, the Broncos aren't good. The Colts shouldn't lose you this week if you have to plug them in at DST. So, stick them in unless you can grab the Steelers, and then it would be plug them in against Miami. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a fair spade to go, my friend. Excellent. Murph, have you got any streets for us this week? Do you know what? I've been doing some research. Your stat bomb with Kirk Cousins when you dipped into the streets was arguably one of the best. Uh, I do have one or two little tidbits, but again, it's been a little thin this week. So um, I can talk to you about the 49ers and Redskins game. The most rainfall to have fallen on a synthetic pitch since 1912. No. So the 49ers-Redskins game, and this is probably the only noteworthy thing to talk about with this game, actually lasted two hours and 36 minutes, which is the shortest game length since week 16, 2009, when the Patriots and Jaguars also ran a game for two hours and 36 minutes. Interesting. Do you know what the shortest game ever was? No. No, me either. I'll uh, do some research. I'll, uh, I'll find that one out uh, towards the end of the show. Um, oh, I'm going to have a guess. Do you want to have a guess at that? I'd say it, it, there won't be one under two hours, unless it's been like abandoned or... Yeah. or I mean, we're looking at completed games. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't Russell know. Wilson, Russell Wilson threw his first interception of the season and by Marcus Peters picking it off. Um, it was his fifth uh, INT return for a touchdown since being drafted in 2015, which is the most by any player in that span. Um, oh, just remind everyone that he uh, only got traded to go to the Ravens earlier that week. So, uh, welcome to Baltimore. Do, 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 do. I'm just seeing if there's any more interesting points. Doug Peterson allowed the most, uh, the 27 points that was allowed by Doug Peterson um, and the Eagles is the most that's been conceded in a single half since Doug Peterson took over. Um, ah, Brett Mayhew is the first player to make three career field goals from 60 plus yards and the first player to make a field goal 
from 60-yard plus in back-to-back games in the Super Bowl era. Nice. So I've got it, Murph. I've got the shortest game in history. It's in 1996, and it was the San Diego Chargers won 26-19 over the Indianapolis Colts. And it was uh, two hours, 29 minutes. And interestingly, since that game, there's only been six games that have been shorter than Sunday's Redskins 49ers game. I'm surprised it was that many. Yeah. There you go. I dipped into the streets twice this week. First time, I didn't even know I was doing it. Look at that. Let's see the streets. What's it there? It's a lovely, warm, cosy place. It's inviting. There's going to be a frost tonight. The streets are not cosy or warm. <laughs> but when you've got these lovely stats around you, then, uh, yeah, it's, it's the place to be. All right. I'll, I'll trust you on that tomorrow morning when I'm out there <laughs> freezing myself off, trying to warm myself up with your stats. Good, good Lord, Rush Nation. Where have we got to? What is happening right now? Well, Thursday show. It's going to be an absolute banger. Yes, it is. It's going to be really, really good. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what it is? Well, we may or may not have the host from the Locked On Rams coming on. Seeing as they're playing on Sunday at Wembley, we thought we'd get our boy from over the over the pond on to, to talk some Rams, to talk some fantasy, and, and to just talk about general NFL. The guy's an absolute dude, so... Hold tight for that, Rush Nation. It's going to be fun. I just I just know it's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry I'm going to miss out on that one, but um, I think you're going to have fun. And since, uh, you know, I got to speak to Nat Coombs last week, I think it's only fair that you uh, get to speak to Brad and have a lot of fun talking to uh, the man living it up large in California. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's pretty cool, his bear. He's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm glad I missed out on Nat Coombs, man. I'm absolutely devastated. but. We'll, get well he's he's willing to come back when his Vegas draft trip or the season is over. So he is still hopeful um, that the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Um, we will see. I still don't think they've been mathematically eliminated. I still think they have a 0.01% chance of making the playoffs. So uh, there's that. So, you know, they're going to win 13 straight. I've told you here now, when they win the Super Bowl in 2020, don't at me just because I'll be away with the fairies celebrating. You're already away with the fairies, Murph. They're not uh, going to the Super Bowl. No, they're not. I, I know they're not. But yeah. I know you know they're not. <laughs> Damn it. Good, because no one else knows. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, Murph, is not away with the fairies. Oh, carry on Johnson on IR. Again, carry on. Come on, man. Uh, he is definitely a wayward son. So, yeah. ta-da. Shut up. And with that being said, Murph, we should also tadar ourselves off into the night. Rush Nation, this has been a pleasure, Murph. Next week, we're in the studio. Do not miss it, because it's going to be an absolute banger. Yes, it will. And we've got um, we've got three shows again next week, and we have a pretty awesome uh, guest next week. He's a returning guest. He's We love him. Um, so glad he's coming back. We're going to have a lot of fun when that show goes out. But uh, on top of that, um, we are still looking for writers. We're still looking for people to join the crew. So joining all this madness and mayhem, um, if you've ever wanted to get into podcasting or writing, then now's the time to to join us. We're always growing and expanding and, and pushing the boundaries. So uh, we had somebody submit some articles today. So we will give them a read and hopefully we'll see how that gets on. But uh, we're always looking for more. So send in your pieces. Come join the fun. I think uh, everybody who's in our community will 
uh, vouch that we're good people. Uh, you're going to hopefully see some people on Sunday. Are you going to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, so I will be at Wembley on Sunday with Josh from the podcast, Drink. Finally, somebody might. Whoa, 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 whoa. Josh from the podcast. Well, no, I meant you know that we mention him on the podcast. Like he's been mentioned on the podcast. He's not from the podcast, Josh. You're not from the podcast. We just mention you. So I've said your name enough now that people should have finished their pints if they're listening to this. I'm still Whilst waiting for him to submit his article that he promised us. I think it's a real long piece. That's what he's he's been telling me. Really, a real long piece. Yeah. <laughs> Has he written the book? Well, let's hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be disappointing. <laughs> I think I'm going to be disappointed each uh, each and every way. So, um, by the way, shout out to Max in the Red Zone Fret League. Um, not that we like to shout out too many people too often, but um, he is really determined to get a W against me this week. Um, I just wanted to let you know, mate, that uh, I'm not even thinking about this week. I'm thinking about next week because I've already put the W on the board. So, uh, cheer up and enjoy. Yep. Well, I am commish, so I could just give you that W right now and cause uh, the You should do it. Well, let's After see how that goes. Let's I don't have goes. any picks. I had no picks. I had no players. I should earn a few Ws just to make it up. Yeah, like a handicap system. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's some interesting news. JPP is back at practice today. Fire the cannons. Well, the fact that he's playing, he's returned back from a broken neck. No, you know, it was good. I said fire the cannons. Yeah. Happy yeah, day. definitely fire again. So I, I saw a press conference just a second ago where somebody asked him, um, did you think you'd ever play in the NFL again from after recovering from uh, a broken neck? And he was like, I didn't expect, well, not too many people recover from a broken or from blowing their own hand up. So, <laughs> but that's me. I knew I'd be back. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah, that's, that's big time talk right there. Well, yeah, I mean, he blew his own hand up with fireworks, so you shan't rule him out for anything. I put on Twitter that he should be, he's basically Terminator. Basically. Yeah, all right, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Uh, this has been an absolute blast, mate. Rush Nation, don't forget to check out the website, 5yardrush.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at 5yardrush. Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it is now. Give us a little five-star review. We would massively appreciate that. Murph, I will see you next week. Rush Nation, if you are at the game on Sunday, hit us up on Twitter, let me know, and I'll try and catch up with you. But until next week, well, until Thursday for me, but Murph, for you next week. And as always, Rush Nation, until next time, don't forget, keep rushing. entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.